0: Well, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast. I'm Ainsley Stanley, and this is my co-host... Jen Brubaker. Jen Brubaker. You look fantastic, Jen. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be doing this podcast with you today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I I don't even know how we got into this thing, but we've been asked by the amazing team at, at Work Friends Podcast if we can fill in for this particular podcast. And, uh, I, man, in any privilege to hang out with my best friend, Mike Burns. Okay, in reality, I'm not Ainsley Stanley. Uh, you gave it away so fast. I did, I did. I, I gave... can't believe you did that. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Shane Weeb. You may recognize me from various failed talk shows. <laughs> um, and one uh, talk show that remains, eTalk Daily. That's the only talk show that I've ever hosted that is still still going. What so, is that? Exactly. What? <laughs> what is eTalk Daily? What? You know, it's like Canadian's version of Entertainment Tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ben Mulroney and and Tanya Kim, I think, are the current hosts. You were on that? I hosted it,
1: yeah. <laughs> Come on, how did I not know that?
0: It's the only non-failed talk show I've ever hosted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's amazing. Everything else is gone.
0: But it lasts like a legacy. They should change the name of that show to Legacy to Shane Weep. Seriously?
1: Yeah. Ben Mulroney? That was a downgrade. (laughs)
0: That's right. (laughs) The only reason I got to host it is because he was away, I think, was was the thing. Oh. Oh, How long did you host it for then? Oh, just like two days, I think. Yeah. Okay, now I'm with you. Yeah, you, isn't that... <laughs> that's more of an accurate picture. Gotcha. That's why it hasn't
1: failed yet. I'm good. <laughs> because <laughs> I was thinking years running or something. You're <laughs> hosting eTalk
0: Daily. Right, with Shane Weave and Tanya Kim and Ben Mulrooney too, sometimes, if I let them. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. if I let them join us. Um, I haven't even... We haven't even said your name yet, I don't think. <laughs> no, that's Okay. I, I might have earlier on. This is Mike Burns, and yes, um, Mike Burns, tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, geez, what do you want to know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want? I'm. Mm-hmm. We're podcasts are interesting, Mike, and so I, I want the people that are listening right now to have a better context, a of why we're here today, and b where we are, right? And what we're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to describe the situation. So let's start with the first bit. We've been asked to fill in. By Ainsley and Jen and that's awesome and uh, we'll talk later about some of our ideas for our own podcasting and Absolutely. this is sort of acting like a launch pad for that which yep. is excellent yep um secondarily
1: we're at the we're at the re youth center in Milton right or just re youth center it doesn't even have to be the, <laughs> the re-soul oh, youth center oh, I mean wow. there's nothing wrong with the okay. re youth center but well, I'm sorry I feel just putting it out <sighs> So we're here at ReSoul Youth Center. <laughs> I figure the millions listening will, this will help clarify that going forward.
0: It's a good point. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Right. And uh, we're sitting in, um, uh, many people that have been to ReSoul Youth Center, uh, they don't know this, but Mike Burns, who is the director here, has a, uh, he, there's a basement. And in that in that basement is a is a beautifully finished cigar room. And that cigar room, he's laughing because it's true, and he's uncomfortable that I'm just talking about truth right now. Gotta be genuine, Mike. And in in this cigar, there's no cigars in the cigar room. It looks like it. There's actually gold wrapped like I mean, there's golden cigars, so they're just wrapped in cigar paper. They're actually gold bullion. And so it looks like just your normal humidor, your everyday humidor that everyone has in their basement, um, but but it's actually a gold vault, and and we're here now, and you or, or, beautiful context, beautiful wood finishing everywhere you look, like very expensive. There's rare. Uh, I'm looking up on the wall. There's rare uh, 14th century Spanish works of art. Uh, I didn't even know you collected. <laughs> and uh and then well, uh, oh, I just I'm almost done then you can describe what I'm wearing. Uh Mike is sitting across from me and and juxtaposed to the sheer class of this room. He is wearing a uh, a seafoam green <laughs> 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 just took a sip of coffee. <laughs> He's nearly choking on his own coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> Seafoam green, yeah. Seafoam green uh, matching tracksuit. <laughs> and that tracksuit is an off-brand L.A. Lakers logo on it. And uh, it's not quite... I think it says L.A. Makers, actually. It's not even... Wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, juxtaposed to the sheer class of this room, that's that's what he's wearing, with an
1: orange toque. So the only accurate part of that is what, <laughs> is what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beforehand is true at all. <laughs> There's no bomb shelter or basement made out of a bus or cigar <laughs> or anything along those lines. So only the seafoam is true. I don't know <laughs> I mean way too much fun here. I don't know like if I should describe what you're wearing since okay. you're wearing so little. Right. Um, but uh right. let's just say I think uh Shane Weeb's been working out lately. <laughs> I have. Thanks for noticing. Absolutely. <laughs> I, you, I didn't
0: I didn't want to be too subtle when I came in uh you know wearing what I'm wearing. I just wanted to make sure that you didn't have to you didn't have to guess about my current fitness. Well, it is a little warm in here, but <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. I Mike podcasting it's a thing it's like it's seriously a thing you were telling me the other day you were listening to a podcast that was almost four hours
1: long is this true it is true I mean I was not able to consume it in four hours straight (laughs) right that's a long time to be sitting there and just trying to take in information right Uh, at least at least not being part of the conversation I think if maybe you're part of the conversation then that might depending on your company yep that might uh, be difficult, but if if you've got the right company, I mean that those conversations can be really easy and fun. So, but yeah, I don't know. Long form podcasting seems to to have its place, and if uh, if people are interested if the content's right, then uh, I think yeah, people will stay tuned.
0: Yeah, that's remarkable. Like th- this is an era where people complain about attention spans. You know we. I've seen this stat, and I have no idea how they would even ascertain this, this stat that we have less of an attention span than a goldfish. And they've they've actually quantified this. I've seen it used in a number of presentations that we have the the attention span that is less than a goldfish.
1: And yet people are listening to four-hour podcasts. Right. Did they... Did they do a survey of goldfish to figure that out? This is what I... Maybe how they could they... Co- connect the little, little electrodes to their little goldfish brains. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. And right after they dump the food in to the little goldfish bowl. Yeah, what would be the... They just disconnect. And it's like w- food! And then instantly, nope, not Just interested. gone. Yeah.
0: Another goldfish. No food! Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that is. Now, I don't think you could argue that, that devices um, have impacted that. Like, it is remarkable. I find myself compelled to grab my phone and check things, like, in mm-hmm. the most bizarre of moments. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, it, it, is, it is something. I love it. I actually love it. I love that podcasts are um, thriving. Um, there's a lot of controversial ones these days that sometimes can help to sort of polarize an already polarized society. Um, but also, it can be common ground. Like, rather than arguing with your friend, you can say, hey, I listened to this podcast today, what do you think? And they can listen to it if they're interested. And mm-hmm. It's like having a new currency for communication in a lot of
1: ways. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think it's a currency that people are <clears throat> perhaps uh, having more trust in than maybe our, our traditional mainstream media sources, right? So I think that's yeah. another a big factor. I mean, some people just listen to podcast. I mean, there's probably... For as many people out there, there's as many reasons why people listen to podcasts. But I think for some people, it's a great way to actually like hear differing opinions, try and pick up on <clears throat> potentially nuance to world events, uh, things that are happening around us that maybe you know. Again, mainstream media. We all know that most mainstream media is pretty biased these days. I, I think there was a time when maybe they were biased and they tried to hide it. <clears throat> I don't even know whether they're hiding it anymore. No, there's not a lot of subtlety in in the bias on on any end of the spectrum. Right. Yeah. So I think you know podcasts and the opportunity to tune in to people that potentially people that know what they're talking about yeah. as well. That's a that's an important aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think people really appreciate just that ability to go. Oh, I can listen to different people and hear different opinions, and it's not. Uh, it's not syndicated. It's not uh, with a specific political bent or what have you. Um, I mean, I, I think we still need to use discernment with whoever we're listening to, right? Yes. Yeah. There's no such thing as someone that's completely objective, right? We all have biases. We're all subjective to certain degrees, but not me. I, I mean, I'm completely objective. You are the exception. Yeah. To every rule.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I am. And and that I you've nailed it. I think people want something real. Right. And I, I don't know if they know they want something real. I don't know, like I don't know how in touch people are. Um, otherwise, why would a four-hour podcast be flourishing? These podcasts are not like doing okay. Right. They
1: are flourishing. Okay, question for you. Yeah. You say people want something real, uh-huh. And my initial reaction to that is, yes, I agree with you. But then my mind goes to, like, self-confirming bias and the whole idea that we often seek out, like, information that actually just is in line with what we already believe. Right. So how do you know, how do you discern whether you're searching out, like, truth, whether you actually are wanting something real or whether you're actually just wanting something that confirms what you believe and sort of emotionally massages our our minds and you know what we already believe so how do you how do you know that you're actually searching because I, I think you're right I think people are wanting what's real but how do you know that you're actually searching for that that's brilliant or longing for that I feel like
0: real things will always sometimes make you very uncomfortable and if you're listening to a podcast you're like yeah exactly totally the entire time I don't know if that's real I think and they're that's listening to Mike and Shane on yeah
1: friends' podcast and
0: they're like yeah totally <laughs> Cool, they're from Listowel, <laughs> totally, eh, bud, <laughs> eh, yeah, bud. Um, y- yeah, there. That was the worst Listowel accent ever. I. They'll, they'll, there will be people that live in Listowel listening to this
1: podcast. So my apologies to all the Listowelites. I didn't even know yeah. that that people in Listowel have accents. To be honest with you.
0: What? Yeah. Oh man. How we need to talk about your uh, your cultural uh, right? So what is yeah? I cultural. mean, was that was that? <laughs> Was that, like, a really good,
1: uh... Sorry, my chair is squeaking. Oh, gosh. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everyone. Was that what? Sorry. Was that, like, a really good impersonation of Listowel? No. It was awful. Okay.
0: Um, would but you coming... Like to, your question's a good one. Would you like to try harder? Y- y- no. Or again? No. Because <laughs> then, once I put pressure on it, then it's just gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna fail. I'll be like, Craig, get center <laughs> from <this tool?" laughs> Listowel. Wait, what? That was a combination of seven different nations and Listowel all in one. Uh, but I think we need to make ourselves hurt a little bit sometimes. We need to feel that cognitive dissonance. People's ability right now, okay, this is just Shane Weeb's perspective. People's ability right now to sustain through extremely uncomfortable conversation and and maintain curiosity about the other person's perspective. it's it's abysmal. It's gone. Like, for example, I have, um, yeah, there's no way that my my uh, I have somebody in my neighborhood, That up until recently, I've been very close friends with. Like, you know, we'd go over to each other's places for dinner. And apparently, I posted something on Facebook. And I try to be pretty cautious with Mm -hmm. Facebook stuff because I I think there's an, an ability for people to just... The thing you post on Facebook is now who you are. Right. Right? It's not like they can separate those two things. Like, maybe he just had a lapse of judgment or, okay, I don't agree with him on this one particular thing. But there's a thousand things I do agree with him on i guess i posted something um that they disagreed with or misunderstood i don't know they can't speak to me right now and it's awkward i mean Mm. this person like i see them two three times a day as we walk our dogs it's like they and i finally kind of i pushed it the other day like hey what's going on like why aren't you saying hi to me Mm -hmm. and this person shouted we're done really yeah wow this really happened that's crazy so we're in like talk about so we went from being able to communicate properly and in our in our uh, friendship of more than five years we've had good conversations that involve cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. and uh, wait what really come on you really think that you know we've had those good moments but something about this time is forcing people into sort of these hyper marginalizations of their own belief systems Uh, it, maybe it's tribalism. Maybe it's, I don't know, but people are, are retracting, they're protective, they're defensive and, and, oh my goodness. So whatever I post, I, this is kind of what came out sort of, or I don't even know if that's the true story. I don't truly know what I've done to offend this person to the point where we go from sipping wine together to, um, you know, over, over dinner and being in each other's homes to being like, don't ever speak to me again.
1: Right. So do you think that is the result of the last two years and living through the pandemic and mm. COVID and, and all of that? Like, Do you think mm. that has changed people significantly in terms of their ability to, to deal with the gray, with nuance, right. with things that are outside of their sort of standard beliefs or paradigm? Or do you think it's just human nature? Do you think it's, or, or maybe perhaps it's human nature on steroids, right? So the yeah. human, it's human nature, but, <clears throat> but it's human nature under a great deal of extra pressure because of the pandemic and all that, that has come with it. What do you think it is? Yes and yes and, and yes to all of those things, but
0: I, I think that this is a culmination. I don't think this is like something new. When okay. um, people talk about unprecedented times, maybe maybe, maybe it, oh, it is. I mean, the polarization feels uh, feels unprecedented, and the, the polarization at a global level seems unprecedented because we're all kind of watching the same things. We're all it's like a hive mind mentality in a lot of ways. Um, but this is the culmination, I think, of seventy years of being pretty comfy. Mm -hmm. Um, being pretty comfortable. So when things come up that really shake our value system, shake our security in the world, um, we're drawing out extremes and there's something about us. And myself is included. I'm not good at dealing with the extremes either. I find Mm -hmm. myself wanting to be like either extremely liberal or extremely conservative, depending on what the specific issue is. Mm -hmm. Right. This is a time of extremes. Um, I, I can't give COVID that much credit. I can't imagine that the last two years, has caused the degradation of society to the point where we're like, um, you know, whatever you... For example, Trucker's Convoy, whatever you think about it, some people call them like... They're they're like praising them like they're messiahs of our day. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people are so far the other way that they think they're... You know, they're Nazis and need to be locked up. So it's like there's extremes on both sides. Mm-hmm. And then we get to that place where, where we just... We cannot just say, okay... I disagree, but, hey, you know, like, you you do what you think is, is right within your conscience, within reason. Um, but, you know, there are people cheering them on when the police are, like, I don't know what the context is, but there's these graphic images of people being beaten with batons, and they're like, yeah, you know, giving them what they deserve. Like, how did we get to this? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if that's your worst enemy. You shouldn't be, like, like going, yeah, way to go, like, way to get them. Like, right. We're back to this. is This feels like grade seven, like right. you know what I mean. But at a global scale, right? Like like politicians weighing in with it with extreme views um, on on matters such as this and everything around that. And I don't want to. I'm sure there's a million different views of people that are listening to us right now. There's a million mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. so there's a million different views. Exactly. And likely there's not a lot of people sitting in the middle going, you know what? I just I try to experience life one day at a time. I try to okay. focus on my relationship with 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 uh, God and and um, and try to love my neighbor. You know, like a little, right. people
1: are <laughs> not there right now. So so that's interesting. Like I you've mentioned a couple of things that I wanna wanna mine a little bit with you if yeah. we can. So like one of them you said there's not a lot of people in the middle. And yet I know that there's been some research done in terms of like where people actually align themselves politically. Okay. Oh, I love and, this stuff. And most most and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert by any stretch, but most of the time when I take the take the time to actually like look at these things, it's usually a fairly small percentage that are sort of like the the alt-right or sort of an extreme okay. right yep. conservative. I mean, and when I say small percentage, I mean like 7 or 8% of the population would identify themselves that way. Okay. And the same would be said on, on the other side of the continuum, right? That you're maybe looking at 7 or 8% that would identify as being sort of the extreme left. Right. Which leaves, yeah. quick math, I'm, you know, no mathematician, but <laughs> if, if you total those two, we're sitting at 15%, 16%, right, yeah. of the population. Which leaves, by far, the majority of people right. being somewhere in the middle. So so I find it interesting that you would say there's not a lot of people in the middle. I wonder if there's actually a ton of people in the middle that maybe just don't feel like they have a voice or they mm-hmm. should speak up or they can speak up mm-hmm. because they have potentially more moderate views. Okay. Or because 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 they don't want to be polarized. They don't want to be pushed to one side or the other. And I think culturally right now that's what that's what we're doing right we're sort of pushing people like in our minds mm-hmm. we sort of decide when we hear someone like in the case of your facebook post right yep. your neighbor hears or sees your facebook post mm-hmm. and then they immediately send you to the right or to the left and now you're categorized that way mm-hmm. And if that happens, why would people in the middle that actually appreciate nuance and can see both sides, why would they speak up? Because they don't want to be pushed aside. So I don't know, like maybe the surveys are wrong. Maybe they're, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not pretending to be an expert, but do you actually think there's not many people in the middle or do you, uh, yeah. Well, that's a complicated question because I think that
0: like the same reason we're talking about podcasts and their significance, it's about, it's about experience. I have not experienced people going, ah, you know what, if you don't, don't want to, you know... I don't want to get too specific with some of these examples because sure. they're, they're polarizing and right. I don't want to be like, like... Literally, I could say something right now and then one half or the other would become offended and, and, and turn off the podcast. Um, and maybe I'm creating a bit of that reality in my own perspective. I'm not sure. But from my own personal experience, I have found that most of my friends are on one extreme or the other with these issues. Hmm. And, um, and that's, just, that's just what I've observed. I don't, I don't find that 80% of people would be, like from my own personal relationships, I wouldn't describe 80% of people. I would say that, that maybe 10% of my friends would be able to be completely comfortable in sort of either extreme situation right now. Um, and yet, and then most people would be fairly polarized on them on these
1: matters as of late.
0: Um, yeah. Anyway, Great. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's interesting, and I don't know that. I mean, I think it's important to also say that, at least from my perspective, saying that you're in the middle doesn't mean that you don't have opinion, nor does it okay. mean n- nor does it mean that you're passive, right, yeah. or not or uncaring okay. or meh, right? Like, I don't think being in the middle just means you're meh, you don't care. Mm-hmm. I think it potentially means that you can look in both directions and say oh I see I see validity I see valid yeah. points and arguments on this side and then you can look in the other direction and say well actually I see some validity and valid points and on that side as well and so it's not that you're not necessarily taking a side mind you maybe it begs the question do we need to take sides mm-hmm. um Eventually (laughs) we do.
0: That's the hard part is eventually we do. Eventually it's the people in the middle, and and some might describe it, the passionate would describe it as complacency, right? Right. All these like let's let's say it's a it's an eighty percent majority. We got ten percent on each side, we got eighty percent in the middle that's sort of like I just want everything to go back to normal. Right. Um and that's not fair either. That's a harsh generalization there, but but both sides are gonna look at that middle chunk, that majority, and say, Why don't you care? Right. Why don't you care that this person isn't wearing a mask in this restaurant? They're going to kill us all. Or why don't you care on the other side of it that this person is forcing children in schools to wear masks? How dare they? This is abused. So we've got like, you know what I mean? Like that both 10% are looking yep. in going, that's not, that's not being in the middle. That's not like grace. That's not good communication. That's just complacency. And the scary part is at some point in time, one of those extremes might be right. And we saw this in the '40s, and, and uh, the f- more accurately through the '20s and the '30s, leading up to the Nazi rise, is that eventually one of the sides was right, mm-hmm. but it was too late. Right. And that's those that that's I think maybe that's what emotionalized this this polarization is that people are aware that in the not so distant history, these types of polarizations became. So deadly to the point where you know six million Jews and more are led off to right, so they they can see that oh, wait, extremes can go extreme, right, and even more extreme
1: than that. And so, how do you know? How do you know? So, that's the question. So, I I agree with what you're saying. I think, I think there's I'm left with questions again, though, right? Mm -hmm. So, do you know, I make a comment earlier, you you know, you don't necessarily have to pick a side. I agree with you that some eventually you do have to pick a side part of it's knowing when mm-hmm. and then i think the other question is like how do you if you are picking sides or if you're deciding to draw a line of the sand how do you do so without uh vilifying other people in the yeah. process right oh my goodness that's the question of the day because as as someone who is hopefully doing my best to follow the way of jesus yeah I don't want to vilify anyone, right? Like there exactly. is that there is that understanding that people are never the enemy. Yep. The enemy is the enemy, right? And so so but how he's, do you he's the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> right. So how do you how do you pick a side or how do you be definitive and have strong convictions and maybe even express those convictions? But not actually vilify the people that are standing on the other side of wow. the line.
0: I don't know. I don't know because there's so much psychology involved and there's so much pitting involved and we're natural like humans will naturally sort of do the top-down processing thing. Oh yeah, I know you now. You know, like I I, I made a comment a while back and that my my friend said to me, Oh, I didn't know you were a Trumpster. I'm like, wow. Like I just got categorized right. yep. in a way: A, I'm not an American; right B, I'm on. not yeah. a Republican. Yeah. Like there's, there's all these things. It was incredible to see, and and so this person had top down processed me, thrown me into a pigeonhole, and and those are actually pretty impactful moments in which it would actually be pretty difficult. To convince this person otherwise at this point in time, boom! I've, I'm stamped. I'm a Trumpster. I, I should get my mega hat on and mm-hmm. just embrace my identity because now this person knows that I'm a Trumpster. And I'm like, that is so. And I uh, genuinely, in that moment, I wasn't offended. I just thought it was brilliantly interesting how mm-hmm. we are operating currently as as society. It's like, it's like we're looking for, for is it tribalism? Is it patriotism? Is it nationalism? Mm-hmm. Is it like I don't know? I think there's always a deeper desire. Mm-hmm. And coming back to your discussion about following the way of Jesus, I think the deepest desire is to is to know, to know God. Mm-hmm. We're just we're just searching so desperately for God, and then the healthy, whole uh, identity and community that that ends up bringing. Mm-hmm. And so it's manifesting itself in strange ways. But we have some deep desires that are being Challenged that are being questioned. Um, but I wonder as we move away from being a more, I don't know, for lack of a better term, Christian culture. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing that we move away from sort of that systemic societal Christendom, mm-hmm. Christendom. Um, but yeah, I wonder if we feel less grounded in that. In that, wait a second, like you can fall, but you can only fall so far, right? Um, i wonder if we're losing that i wonder if we feel like we're free falling as a society in some ways right yeah
1: but yeah sort of you know like the untethered kite right like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean it might be an analogy that's been used too much or maybe it's not you know maybe it's not used enough i don't know but the whole idea right that a kite a kite flies right it can, it can sustain... Well, it doesn't sustain itself. Mm-hmm. It stays in the air because it's tethered to the string, right? It's right. grounded, right? And, you know, whether it's a kite or whether it's a goldfish trying to jump out of its bowl or whatever, right? This idea <clears throat> that freedom is actually not being connected to anything, right? right. Not being tethered to anything, grounded to anything. Mm-hmm. And yet, as soon as the goldfish jumps out of the bowl, as soon as that kite, you know, whether that string's cut or whoever... <laughs> Whoever's doing a poor job holding on to the kite string, let's go, I have you right. It's very, you know, yep. it's not long before that. It's
0: crash and burn time. Kind of crashes, yeah. I mean, though, neither, of the, neither a fish or a kite would burn in that situation. They would both crash, but. Crashing, yeah. In theory, yeah.
1: I mean, I guess depending on where Anything's you're flying the kite. Yeah. If you're flying it, like, close to Hamilton or something, I mean. Right. Could burn. Fiery,
0: <laughs> fiery place. <laughs> I don't know. But, but uh, this is good. I think. It's important, like, the listeners, I want to just take a moment to talk to our listeners out there. (laughs) Um, It's important to gracefully and graciously disagree. Mm -hmm. We have to practice this. You cannot write off people Mm -hmm. that disagree with you. In fact, you need them. Right. You need them to to call your BS out and say, Okay, uh, you say that what you desire is to be a follower of Christ, but I don't see this as Christ like. And then have discourse. About this, we I think, I think we're sort of uh, at times we're failing at this, mm-hmm. and 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 to lovingly disagree may be the greatest gift that the church can offer, and that Jesus followers can offer the society at this time. Right. Yeah. No. Just the society. Just like resoul. It's just society, Shane. You don't have <laughs> the society. <laughs> the society as a whole. Um, but hey, can I move us on? Can I can of I talk? Unless, did you have any thoughts you
1: wanted to add? No, I mean sure. Let me throw one more yeah, idea. Yeah, please do. I think it, it's such an. We could talk for for days potentially. Yeah, four hours even about, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, about like the polarization of our of our culture and and of society today and what the causes are of that. One of the things that I find interesting is that. It seems as though, and this is, once again, this is just pure observation. It seems as though that that much of our social media today is actually like anti-social media, like in terms of yeah, in terms of the way people behave. Mm-hmm. And so, I I mean, I actually consider myself to be a pretty opinionated person. I've got a lot of ideas. I think a lot about faith, culture, particularly in the con in the in the context of youth work and. Yeah. Um I've got a lot of opinions. I don't always express my opinions because I don't know that it's always valuable. I, I try and be a listener more than I'm someone that's actually, right. you know, just telling people what they should believe. But that's that's one of the peculiarities I find of, of social media today is that people will just spontaneously, um unsolicitedly is that a word? Uns- yep. Unsolicitedly? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> just post an opinion. Yeah. Here, look at this. And that's, to me, that's really interesting. I'm, I would love to understand how social media has developed from, look at a picture of my family. We got a dog, right? right? Like, yeah, which was, which is kind of more social behavior to, I'm just going to randomly post my opinions about all sorts of things. And aggressively. Right. Because if you were to take that and put it into like a human context, Mm mm-hmm. Can you imagine just randomly walking up to people and saying, like, without saying, right. hello, how are you, connecting with them, just, like, walking up and saying, this is what I believe, right? Yeah. Hey, Mr. Walmart worker, I just wanted to tell you that I think these following people are a-holes. Right. Like, whoa, why are you telling me this, man? So, so there's there's an interesting aspect of, of our culture and society today that that somehow we have, we've come to believe that our opinion really matters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not saying that it doesn't maybe or or maybe I am saying I don't I don't even know how much our opinion matters but in terms of like vocalizing your opinion I just find it really really interesting that because that is antisocial behavior. Anyone yes. we would call that person like they would be they would struggle socially. Yeah. It's antisocial behavior, It could even be sociopathic behavior. Yeah. And yet we do it on Certainly social... Certainly narcissistic behavior. Yeah, yeah, we do it on quote-unquote social media all the time. You're right, yeah. So I, I'm just curious how that trend has <sighs> has taken place.
0: No kidding. And it's it's very humbling. You know those memories on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and all of a sudden something gets thrown back in your face. Right. And it's from you.
1: Right. But
0: it's from you a decade ago. And this happened to me yesterday i got this memory and i was like oh dear goodness i sound like an absolute jerk (laughs) i'm going off about some olympian that failed some drug test or whatever i'm like what is wrong yeah i just like going off on this olympian i don't know him I don't even know. And maybe it wasn't even him. It was a name I didn't recognize. It was so long ago that it was out of my long-term memory, right. too. Right. I'm like, I don't even recognize this person's writing. Right. So maybe write everything on Facebook as a practical rule. Right. Like, you're going to have to look at it in five years. And let's face it. We change our minds all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we change our minds all the time. And so accountability. Make it social again. Like... Like, instead of a mega hat, let's say, you know, make social media social again, M S A S And put that hat on your dog before yeah. you post the picture, because right. then people will like it, and it'll Exactly. Make good. Dogs make the world better. <laughs> Indeed. Dogs, I have a picture, I took it just this morning of my dog sleeping on my bed. I never thought I'd be a, a guy that lets my dog sleep on, an, on, on the bed. That's just gross. Five years ago, I was disgusted by that. Mm-hmm. So I I change. And I probably wrote a Facebook about that. If you let your dog sleep on your bed, you're you're disgusting human being. being, Yeah, Yeah, that's probably something I wrote on Facebook 10 years ago.
1: And here I am with this dirty, hairy dog on the foot of my bed. And I'm like, ah, that's so cute. You know, since I know Maurice, your Mm -hmm. dog, Mm -hmm. I'd like to defend the dirty and hairy. Because, you know... Maurice can change anybody's heart.
0: He can. He's a lovely little <laughs> puppy. A lovable puppy. But thing. at the end of the day, he still licks himself in places that are not right. But a dog's anyway, a dog's mouth is cleaner than he is, right?
1: That's such a <laughs> crap. That's it. You don't believe that? That's that's it. I think I saw someone post that know. on Facebook yesterday, so it must be true. It must be
0: true. If yeah. you've seen it on social media, that means it's accurate. Right. Um, but Hey, I want to jump into something else here. I, I, you know, I, a little bit of background on Mike and I, um, I first saw Mike speak, uh, when I took on a job at YFC, that's youth unlimited youth for Christ, that whole organization, the the organization with a bit of a name dilemma. Um, (laughs) but, but Mike spoke at, uh, uh, one of our regional staff meetings about, is that four years ago now? Cause I think
1: uh, well, you, you, I think you had just started, so you would know better than I.
0: I can't, no, I, in this moment, I do not know if it's three or four years that I've been working let's, here. Let's, let's say go with four. four. So four years ago, just as I started, I saw Mike speak, uh, and I thought this guy is a brilliant communicator. <laughs> I absolutely man crushed him and I don't care who knows that. Um, I went home and told my wife about this excellent, amazing human being that I want to be my friend. And uh, and then I just was really audacious. And I said to our director, because we have a mentorship program within YFC, I said, I want this guy to mentor me. And... Um, <laughs> How did that
1: work out for you? It's going great.
0: <laughs> it's going well. And, uh, and I think it, it blossomed uh, slowly in my life. I've learned to be a little more cautious with relationships and... To let them build organically and slowly, it was never work to hang out with this amazing man named Mike Burns. Ditto. And, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And so, I think it was about a year ago we made it official, um, Mike Burns is my BFF. And that's... That's true. I think that
1: happened in a text message. I think it did. I think it was declared... Yeah. ...in both directions. We happened. And one of us may have been in a bathtub. Really? Yeah, that sounds like that would have, hey, like... We don't have to reveal who was in the bathtub. Right. I mean, I have my Saturday evening
0: (laughs) bubble bath with champagne. It's Ange knows about this. The kids know about this. I just say, Ange, you deal with all the driving. You take Joel to work. You do the things. I need to have my bath. It's not long. It's two hours. It's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. And and there I, I text with my best friend. Sometimes we FaceTime and um, (laughs) (laughs) it's not weird hence your comfort sitting here the way you are today that's right there's always lots of bubbles it's not weird don't make it
1: weird listeners I think you just revealed maybe who was in the bathtub right I was going to leave that (laughs) to the imagination to imagination but you just went there so okay
0: I was in the bathtub Um, but yeah like I said there was lots of bubbles lots of essential oils and things and it, it was dimly lit so it doesn't when we FaceTime Mike can't see anything anyway um, this is weird. Now I've made it weird. Uh, we'll be okay. We'll be, okay. we'll pull up. But, uh, all that to say, we are, we're best friends. Indeed. And I want people to know, I want guys to know that you're allowed to be vulnerable that way. I think guys are lonely. Mm. I think a lot of guys are friggin' lonely. And instead of saying to their significant others or to other guys in their lives, hey, I feel really lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, they're watching TikTok, or uh, you know, watching UFC, or what? I don't know. I'm su- I'm <laughs> such a man's man. <laughs> what
1: is it? It is UFC. Okay, that is. It is UFC. Yeah, yeah. It's- which MMA is really close to YFC, and I have on a uh-huh. few t- few occasions. Uh, referred to us as UFC. By I've mistake. done it on video, like literally. I had to edit out a section of our video, a really good. Was that section part of your E Talk
0: Daily? No, that was oh, okay. way. Uh, Mike, keep up, okay? Sorry. Come on. <laughs> well, that,
1: again, that's new I'm information for me. Failed form, talk sense.
0: show host. I'm not a. I'm not a current talk show host. That's why I work for YFC now. <laughs> or do I work for UFC? I don't even know. I think it's YFC. Like I went to work the other day. Grant just drop kicked me from across the room, and I was like, "Oh, it is UFC." Right. Yeah. Well, it's YU. F C. <laughs> Wait. This is shop talk. We're losing. We're losing the audience. All you need to know is that my uh, boss beats me. Anyway, so we're wanting to use this as a as a launching platform for our own podcast. I think we should. I mean, it Great. would be unwise not to. Absolutely. Um, we are and and work friends is what this podcast is called that you're listening to right now, hosted by Jen and Ainsley. They're incredible. They're right. amazing, That's and they are work friends. They're some of the two most beautiful human beings that i've ever known um and i love how they communicate i love how they build people up Agreed. i love like they're just they're salt of the earth those people and so it's a privilege to fill in that said and we're better work friends than them even better work yes yeah. and so um
1: ebwf
0: yeah we need to and maybe that's the name of our podcast better
1: work friends yep or even better work friends. i mean i don't know that we've really come like solidified that. I don't know that we've. No, there's I no market. TM or, or I got, copyright. I got
0: the website. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I did trademark it. Nice. So if you if you hate it, well, let's, pro- I swear, <laughs> let's. I swear, I have progress. I have invested too much money in this so far. I've got a team of lawyers ready to defend us against <laughs> against Jen Brubaker and Ainsley Stanley. Yeah, they'll come at us with everything they've got. I would imagine they would be highly threatened by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By just our sheer. Uh, relationship alone let alone how it integrates with our work life indeed yeah you know? so by the way are we taking calls today we are fantastic <laughs> yeah <laughs> what but, number can people reach yeah us they at? can they can reach us uh, uh, i uh, it's an old it's an old number but 1-800 uh has been <laughs> has been not has been let's it's said differently so has been. has been yeah has been has been uh yeah 1-800 has been you Perfect. call so in today can call. Uh, Ask us questions. Let us know your thoughts, and uh, we'll we'll get we'll get back to you in <laughs> four to six business days. Um, yeah, it's a voicemail you'll get. That's fine. <laughs> we took over from Jenny Craig actually, so you might actually still get Jenny Craig. Uh, that that was a thing back. then. They used to have has been, but then we bought it from them. Really? Mm-hmm. That's new information. I've got a lot for you. Uh, it's constant, <laughs> but we need to talk about what we're actually going to call this this podcast. Um, and and that's so keep that question in your mind and I'd um, be
1: interested to hear what the callers have to say like in terms of a good name kind of like a survey
0: yeah you know what post underneath and it's not on YouTube it's on I'm used I'm a dad why don't you go ahead and dial it send us a letter (laughs) did you use MapQuest to get here today I I did yeah (laughs) (laughs) print that thing out on paper it's very confusing because I have an old version and uh, anyway it was we got here though we got here um and uh we've talked about i've got some notes here sometimes i take notes most of the time i don't but uh one thing that you talked about is podcast should be a digital extension of yourself rather than creating something totally new and potentially disingenuous great and my biggest problem when did I with say that, that statement that sounds sounds it sounds good but when did i say that <laughs> last week we talked on the phone briefly really yeah okay but the, my my problem was uh, the word disingenuous because it's very confusing to me that the opposite of genuine is disingenuous. Right. It's too many things. It's yeah, yeah. It's not. It's like how somebody from dis-genuous. Norway is called a Norwegian. Is that's, it the same? That's too much of a deviation.
1: I don't know if I don't know if that's the same, but but I'm with it's you like, on disingenuous. It's literally identical. Yeah. Disingenuous. Yeah. As opposed to disingenuous.
0: Yeah. Disingenuous sounds like once more you are genuine because right. ingenuous
1: is right is this even a word like i haven't i haven't I looked that is. up i think so. it is well i think it would be sort of like a gross oversimplification to say that the only reason someone like joe rogan is successful is because he just turns on the mic and talks right like in terms of his overall <laughs> cuz there's prob- I'm glad you got exactly what i was trying to say <laughs> there. there's it's probably exactly- you know as as many listeners as we have today like millions
0: millions there's probably
1: millions of people who have tried to do that and haven't been quite as successful as yes i would say so So perhaps he already had a decent platform to build upon and yet he has in some ways like recreated himself in at least in terms of what he's known for yeah um and and I'll qualify all this by saying I am, in, by no stretch of the imagination, an expert on podcasting. Or I mean, as it's, it's hard as that might be to tell based on <laughs> no. on, on today's episode. Uh, but uh, but you are a gifted communicator. You are a brilliant, brilliant communicator. Well, right back at you. Think,
0: uh, oh man that means a lot coming from you but seriously there's there's more credit but like mike burns saying here's what i think about the situation that's like you'll notice this people tend to listen to my i feel like people tend to listen to mike burns maybe i'm biased because i'm <laughs> like a big fan of yours but i feel like you're one of those guys you are a good listener so you talked about that being a value of yours before i feel like that's true and and then so i'm you,
1: sorry i didn't catch that can you say that, <laughs> <laughs> that was such a dad joke i loved it <laughs> People love dad jokes. Of course, they do.
0: They do, and we're Everybody both does. dads, and yeah.
1: we we've graduated to dad jokes. People grown because they love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, that's we're digressing. Yeah, but yeah. So there's all I'm saying is there's some credibility. I would describe you as someone that's naturally geared toward brilliant and beautiful communication. And so when you have when you weigh in about this stuff, I do listen. I think it, it's different than than some troll on Facebook that is just <laughs> simply offering their opinion about everything and dramatically so. Um, so yeah, I want I want to make sure you don't like you got to give yourself some credit here. Uh, well,
1: I think you're I bit. think you're being very kind with your words, and so I'll just I'll just say thank you. And again, I will pass that right back to you. Uh, you know that I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Right. That's, uh, not that I'm not receiving it. I, you know, I'll let some stuff stick to me, but um, <laughs> yeah, you are also a brewing communicator. Um, you have passion in, in what you share. I think people that know you, I, I think when you, that's, what's the right way to put it? People want to know you. Especially hmm. like when people, when you're in a room, you have always a super positive energy. Um, you're You're often loud. And so people yep. will see you and hear you. Um, but yeah. it's never negative. Loud. It's it's almost always. Well, i was just gonna ask know, my children about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I suppose that's true, uh, in most people's cases. But um, yeah, I think you're. I think you're just a brilliant communicator. I think you're, you're a winsome personality huh. as well. And um, so I appreciate that, man. You Thank know, you. you. You know, just because we're you know man crushing on each other for yeah. for a moment here yeah I mean when you reached out that was a was a wonderful thing because you know, I do crave friendship. I put a high value on friendship mm-hmm. and I and a high value on deep friendship. Not just, yeah. you know, uh sort of casual connections, but actually sort of that soul connection kind of thing, right? Where you yeah. kindred spirit and you can talk about anything and share anything. And so when you reached out I was equally grateful and equally intrigued to to wow. see where this friendship goes because uh, though we are very different mm-hmm. in in many ways, sometimes yeah, like, I'm like, it's pretty I incredible would. that we're actually friends, considering how different we are. Exactly. But there's... We are.
0: And, and like, we could get into it, like, we are pretty different, uh, yeah. and I don't think it necessarily is the most constructive thing to spend time focusing on differences, but I think you got to give yourself a pat on the back, especially in today's culture of polarization and pigeonholing and stereotyping and... And, and how we are so globally connected. Uh, I listened to a podcast just the other day that said humans seem to be happiest and designed for about a community of 150 to 180 people. Hmm. Um, but because of globalization, because of the internet, we are intimate. Like like 500 years ago, we would have no clue that there was a war being waged right now in, right. in uh, Asia and Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd have no clue. We would find out in 10 years that, there, that something had happened, and it would have almost no consequence to our life, you know? And um, that's interesting because the second anything happens, there's footage of it, we're seeing graphic images, we're, we're inundated with this. And so, um, yeah, anyway, I can, I, I can ramble on, but but we have to take time to pat ourselves on the back when we've actually um, managed to maintain and build relationships that uh, supersede our opinions on stuff. Mm. Yep. For, maybe that's actually the most crucial thing in all of this. Mm-hmm. To, to oh, To hone in, hone in on the
1: quality relationships, right? I think, I, I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of Henry now, and, and I've, mm-hmm. I've read quite a bit of his stuff. And, I mean, one of the things that I... One of the first books I read of his, I think it was even in, in the preface, uh, before the book even started, he talked about how, how people actually connect through our woundedness, as opposed to our struggles and the challenges in life, as opposed to like our victories and, and our, our polished, you know, you know, presentations that we, that we present to one another, which is, which is also really interesting because so much of life today is curated, right? So much of life, we're, we're just trying to present the front stage of our lives as opposed to the the 90% of the backstage behind the curtain, that's messy and disruptive and all of that right yeah <clears throat> and yet so so we spend so much time trying to present this polish nice you know uh i'm losing the right words but you know the shiny right yeah, yeah. we try and present the shiny They're pretty stuff look at look at my life it's so perfect oh my goodness right and yet that's not how we actually connect right Right. in in some ways it may even distance us right because Mm -hmm. then we we do the comparison game and we're like well i'm not as good as that person right comparison comparison is the root of all inferiority right yeah yeah. but when you actually allow someone to like walk in behind the curtain right or you pull the curtain back like i think that's what really develops meaningful friendships that's what develops meaningful connection and i think yeah no kidding I think people long for that, and yet at the same time, it takes it. It takes a level of vulnerability to get there, right? And it's abused. So, so like
0: it goes the other way too. People on that same Facebook, where somebody's posting a beautiful picture of their family, and like three minutes later, that one of the one of the family members had a, a full out panic attack, and and so to everybody on Facebook, it looks beautiful, and then behind the camera, there's weeping and crying and brokenness and pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's hiding in the other way. The other extreme is people over disclosing on Facebook about, you know, their their urinary tract infection after you know seventeen <laughs> years of writing like the whole medical whatever it might be, where it's like right. everything sucks, right. And my life is horrible. And then one upping happens on both sides, like right. oh look at me, I'm in Cancun. Oh look at me, I'm in Paris. You suck. Right. And then the extreme on the other side, which is oh look at me. You know, oh, how horrible my life is. Like, got another call from the doctor. Right? And I'm not saying that, that they shouldn't share that. I'm just saying that's anti-social media again. Um, and and so much of our life is actually taking place on social media. We're forming a lot of our opinions about people, about current events, about the world, on news headlines and social media. Like, it's it's incredible. Um, and so people are going to be less likely to trust and engage in meaningful relationships if they've been abused by that over-disclosure culture.
1: Right,
0: Um, They're just going to shut their mouths and like bide their time and and then become distracted by the things that help us numb out. Like like watching Netflix for seven hours on a Saturday instead of like going for a walk with a friend that you haven't talked to for a while. We're not doing the things that actually feed our soul. Um, And that's a harsh generalization. Some people are are flourishing at this in in this time. But right.
1: Yeah. yeah. It reminds me. (laughs) We probably don't have time to go down there. But it, it takes me back to some musings that I was having a, a couple of years ago, and I continue to have about meta narrative, and that's you know a big word basically means big story, but, mm-hmm. but ultimately, and, and I'll hopefully you'll get where, <laughs> how I've moved from where you were to me now talking about like you know the major narratives of our lives. The point being is that we do all have major narratives that that, that sort of lead and direct our lives right our paradigms yeah. of the world <clears throat> and I think if we don't have a paradigm that by by virtue of of simply truth um, moves us out towards other people, we will always, we will always sort of revert back to self-preservation. Yes. Wow. So that, so that's sort of where I'm. Why my mind went to meta narrative and that whole conversation. Yeah. Because because what you're saying is absolutely true. If you get vulnerable and if you're willing to share a, a part of your life that is difficult, and someone takes advantage of that, they exploit that, they make fun of that, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's only human nature that you're going to close you know close yourself yeah. off to that person. And, and become very self-preserving, right? Yeah. And if you do that enough, eventually, I think, and, and you're hurt enough, you're burned enough, eventually you're just going to say, well, forget that. Like, I'm not going to risk anymore, right? Sure. So so then it becomes, like, very cocooning-like in the sense of I'm not going to engage in community the way that I could or potentially mm-hmm. should because I just need to protect myself. Right whereas if there's a narrative so again going back to a narrative i mean as christians we have a much larger narrative right that tells us you know who god is that god is love that we're d- designed to exist in community yeah right um we should be in good relationship with our neighbor we should love our neighbor as we right. love ourselves yeah. like all of these principles right so when i get burned if i get if i open up you know, sort of a sore spot or I show someone a wound or I pull back the curtain and people see the backstage and then they mock me for it or, or they, you know, somehow I'm, I'm hurt because of their actions. as I real reveal yeah. that it's human nature for me to like step back to recoil to sort of like self preserve. Mm-hmm. But then my faith tells me that I can't stay there. Because because what God's called me to right. do is to love my neighbor. There's
0: that external call that, that
1: draws you out of the that self preservationary. One hundred yeah. one hundred percent. But I, I wonder sometimes. Actually, I can put that stronger. I believe that that's part of the challenge today. Is that you, and you alluded to this earlier, right? That there's that there's no nece- There's not necessarily the same foundational belief system mm-hmm. in a secular society. And so people are, are often sort of shooting from the hip in terms of you know what I believe about this, what I believe about that. Yep. Yeah. And yet, if there if you have a narrative, that that grounds you to certain things, certain ideas, certain principles, uh, certain, certain beliefs, um, those will guide and carry you even through the most difficult times, right? So I think there's yeah, yeah I, uh, I'm I'm just sort of musing out loud here, but I think it really. I think it really matters, even in the context of friendship, even in the context of being a good neighbor. Yep. Um, we have to have a paradigm beyond just self-protection, right? Yes. There has to be something bigger than I just need to look out for me, myself, and I. Or will, or will always end up sort of retreating back into ourselves, and right? Just wanting to look out for us.
0: And what you're talking about touches on something I heard uh, yesterday. This concept of the spiritual discipline of, uh, it wasn't the word apathy, but it was, I was like, what? But this essentially, uh, you know, other people would refer to it as uh, uh, benevolent detachment. Mm -hmm. Um, These kinds of concepts uh, of being able to just hear someone and not have a reaction.
1: Right.
0: Just listen. Okay. Wow, that sounds painful. Okay. Okay wow. I don't need to be like, Hey, just so you know, I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. That's actually not, not part of this. I think that there's some spiritual practice in here, uh, listening as a superpower. Um, and also, and I need to learn that I'm not in, I don't know if I'm indifferent about anything. <laughs> right. and, it anno- and nobody gets more annoyed about that than I do. I mean, I shouldn't say that maybe people are very annoyed behind my back, but <laughs> you know, like I just, I, I have a reaction to everything I think it's part of what makes me an interesting person to be around at times, but also just a like people get enough of Shane. Like it's it, you know, eventually it's just enough already. Um, and I think like and certainly of all people, I I get that way. Shane, I've had enough of you, Shane. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, you people know what I mean? can have
1: enough of anybody though.
0: Yeah, for like, too much for of sure. anybody is yeah. Is but somebody. it's that reaction thing. If I can, um, I think that if we can get to that place where there's like a a groundedness, a centeredness, but you're you're talking about God again. It's always like in my paradigm, it always comes back to God. That gentle voice, that spiritual influence that is so much bigger than me that says, Shane, calm down. Mm-hmm. This is so much bigger than you could know. Mm-hmm. You can't even take your next breath without my love and my grace. Mm-hmm. Let alone you go convince the world that they're wrong about this or they're right about that or whatever it might be that day. Mm-hmm. So and it's exhausting to be right all the time. I would know. <laughs> Absolutely, it's we got we got one minute left. What, how are we gonna How are we gonna wind this up? Oh, baby.
1: Well, I mean, you're you're talking with some good stuff there about you know what God calls us to and yeah. And I think the I think what I'm hearing there too is the priority, right? Like, I cannot, nor do I have the capacity to be be an expert or be on mission for absolutely everything that happens in the world right right and I actually remember having a conversation with uh Tony compolo uh at a at a youth conference we ended up in line at a restaurant that's waiting cool for intro, a table man, that's yeah awesome. like that cool. eh? nice flex. yeah uh it's not as good as being a host of eTalk daily but you know I, it was just a five minute conversation but I remember he in that conversation one of the things he he shared with me was he said, you gotta pick like two, maybe three things that you care about that you're passionate about and stick with those things. And like yeah, and I, I think that was sort of in terms of like mission again, right? Like yeah. what are what has God called you to do, right? Right. Um, and who and, and maybe even before that, who has God called you to be? So I can't be on mission for every single world That's event right. that happens. Like That's it's impossible. Right. But there is, again, going back to the narrative of our faith there are some some beautiful things that we're called to be on mission for which which is the calling which is a calling for everybody right like yeah. the calling to love your neighbor mm-hmm. as yourself right yeah. and and what did he actually start that you know that discourse on well love god with all your yeah. you know with with everything right it's based on that heart connection. mind soul strength right mm-hmm. so i can't necessarily be on mission for absolutely every world event right. nor do i think we should be I, you know, we could digress a little bit more even in terms of... It, is, is our ability to know everything that's happening in the world in real time actually good for us and our brains? No. Or is it not inducing It's <laughs> not. It's inducing? terrible for us. Yeah. Right. Um, so that potentially is a negative. Um, but I can be on mission in terms of the calling to to delight in God's love yep. and His grace and His mercy. And and to express that love back to him, right? Yeah, man. And I can be on mission to the best of my ability, which is a you know all, always a broken you know staggered <laughs> stepping forward kind of thing in terms of loving my neighbor. Yeah. And then in terms of you know youth work, you know here at the youth center and in Milton, you know that that's one of one of my missions as well, right? That we exist here to to be a safe space for teenagers, that we care for teenagers holistically, meaning we care for them socially physically intellectually emotionally spiritually right mm-hmm. like which is the soul right we care for for the whole soul of a of, of a human being mm-hmm. um so that's pretty you know pretty clear to me that i need to be on mission as it pertains to our work here at the youth center right. caring for youth so those are like three things right away where it's like regardless of what's going on in the world i can stay pretty focused on those things yeah and then i need to decide after that are there are there certain hills that i need to die on in terms of you know events happening outside of it but i think they're few I, i think they're fewer than we
0: think they are right i think they are and that discernment is the key so i think we've got the name for our for this episode of the podcast i think it's do a few things and do them well
1: in addition to even better work friends no, even no, better work No, this is the doing... name of this
0: episode oh okay yeah, yeah, I thought you were absolutely. back to absolutely <laughs> the podcast is called even better work friends or the "Our best work friends <laughs> just as long as people get the general connotation that we're referring comparatively to being better than Jen and Ainsley I think that's right. that's the, the prudent and gracious thing to do
1: you know I, I don't even know that I would say better oh. like out loud okay. I would probably how do we just... infer it without saying it you know, we just let other people, you know, read into the... Are you... Our, wait,
0: wait, wait. <coughs> are you suggesting that we let the integrity and quality of our podcast speak for itself? Perhaps. Oh, my gosh. This is groundbreaking. Ladies Perhaps. and gentlemen, Mike Burns and I are about to have a disagreement. And with that, we better sign off uh, so we can, <laughs> we can fight it out. Uh, thank you for listening. And um, make sure you support this podcast. It's a brilliant one. Jen and Ainsley are beautiful real human beings we jest about um providing a podcast that could any way uh, supersede theirs and it's just not possible because they're amazing they and uh yeah go and do a few things and do them well.
1: Thank you so much for listening. I hope and know you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks to Mike and Shane for doing the last Work Friends Takeover. That concludes the takeover season. And we're so excited for you to hear and know what is upcoming. So make sure you join us next Monday for a brand new season. And uh, yeah, until next time. Bye. See you. Can you take a picture with me in Berkeley?